You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome to In a Perfect World, where we discuss how we build it for our cat. I'm Pamela Merritt from The Way of Cats. Today, we're talking about what cats need. It might not be what we think. In my last podcast, number four, No Bad Cats, I explained that most cat misbehavior is really the cat telling us what they need and are not getting. If we take care of the cat's needs even before they ask, we are going to head off even potential misbehavior. So what are the cat's needs? I am glad to tell you, because common wisdom often gets it wrong. Take something as simple as giving our cat water, which turns out to be not so simple. If we have dogs, we put out a bowl of water. A sneaker could fall in it, and the dog will still drink from it if they are thirsty. Dogs aren't fussy. Cats are. Since cats were originally desert creatures, they have higher standards. If there are crumbs in the water, if it is stale, if it is in a plastic bowl, It won't taste right to our cats. Then they won't drink it. And then they are more likely to get urinary tract infections, not get enough nutrition from their food, and their skin and coat suffers. It's not just bad for our cats. It is also bad for us. Because now our tasty beverages will attract our cat. This is how they will knock over our glasses, even if it is not something they are able to drink. They are trying to tell us they are thirsty. This is why some cats hang out in the bathroom, wanting a crack at the dripping tap or the water left at the bottom of the sink or tub. We can get annoyed and say, but the cat has water, except the cat is telling us they do not. In my home, we get those big cups used for soup or chowder and fill it from the same filtering pitcher we use. Then we bring the cup into the room we are going to spend time in, and the cats take turns drinking the fresh water, which has been filtered to take out any off odors. It's in a ceramic container, so it's not picking up any bad flavors. And our cats drink a lot more water this way. We have a pet fountain that circulates the water, making it smell fresh. We have a short glass we fill at bedtime and bring it into the bedroom with us so the cats can have a nice drink before they go to bed, too. This is not much trouble for us, but makes a world of difference to our cats. We do one more thing to make sure our cats stay hydrated. We feed a lot of canned food. Canned food has the water built in, which helps our cat digest that food and get the most out of it. There's one other tremendous advantage of canned food over dry food. Canned has much more protein and fat and very little carbohydrate. We get more of what we should be paying for. As the saying goes, the worst canned food is better than the best dry food. That is because dry food usually has a base of grains, like corn or wheat gluten. Cats don't have the enzymes to get any food value from these kinds of ingredients. So we are mistaken to think these foods are a bargain. Cats need to eat more of these grain-based dry foods to get the fat and protein they need. Because they eat too much of these foods, they get fat. Then they get digestive issues. Then they get diabetes. All because people mistakenly feed their cats food that is not what the cat eats in nature. 
Cats are obligate carnivores. They eat some grass now and then, and I'm a big fan of growing kitty grass for them. But that's the only plant matter they require. In fact, James Bond, my 17-year-old cat, is a huge kitty grass fan, and he loves to monitor the planting. When I moved in with Mr. Way of Cats, he volunteered to ingratiate himself and plant the kitty grass. Well, he had gone out and gotten some because we were out, and he had gotten a different kind. So while James Bond was extremely skeptical that Mr. Way of Cats was going to do it right, he was pleasantly surprised when this variety turned out to grow six feet tall. It was filling the pod. It was falling over the side. We decided it was not as tender, and we'd go back to our usual oat grass, but it sure impressed James Bond. We put our cat's water in various rooms because this is an important element of what we are trying to develop with a working cat relationship. We want them to be around us. Taking all the cat's needs and putting them off somewhere else is working against our cat's affection for us and wanting to be part of our life. So even if we meet our cat's needs, if it's not handy, If it's not around, if we are not making these needs part of our cat's territory, we're leaving a need unfulfilled. Cats need to own things. They need to know that their stuff is handy, just as we like our stuff to be handy. Offering our cats kitty grass does more than help them feel that they are eating in tune with their body's needs. A pot of kitty grass for our cat keeps them away from our houseplants because we show them that it's theirs, we mist it with some water to make it even more appealing, and then when we dissuade them from playing with our plants, they have somewhere to go. When we meet a cat's needs, we are fulfilling their instincts. Just telling them no does no good at all if they don't have some other good thing to direct that needy energy onto. It's basic physics. Energy cannot be destroyed. It can only be redirected. This principle works with every aspect of cat care, cat training, and even cat affection. Hang in there for a minute. I'll be right back after these messages. We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned. Molly, here's your dinner. (coughs) Zeus, that's not your food. Don't let that happen to your precious cat. Elevate your cat's eating experience with the Cat Tree Tray. The Cat Tree Tray keeps your cat's food off the floor and conveniently located on the cat tree. It's the perfect way to eat. It's a beautiful wrought iron tray that easily attaches to your cat tree and keeps dogs and other critters out of your cat's dish. A must for multi-pet households. There's a 6-inch tray for large bowls and a 4-inch tray for smaller bowls. Purchase your cat tree tray today. Go right now to CatTreeTray.com. That's CatTreeTray.com. C-A-T-T-R-E-E-T-R-A-Y.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. 
We're back for more about our cat's needs. I have created a cat food calculator on my website, Way of Cats. We can put in the different macronutrients in the cat food we are feeding now and compare it to other brands we might buy. We'll be surprised by the upgrade we get moving from the typical dry cat food to any canned food. Best of all, most cats consider canned to be something of a treat. So treat them. I realize the transition can be daunting. Cats are very slow to accept food changes. This is because they have a developmental window in their kittenhood that is meant to be filled with their mother's teachings. During this time, they are open to learning what is good to eat. Soon after, their increasing maturation slams that window shut. If we feel this change is going to be challenging, it is important that we do not convey this as nervousness to our cat. We must be upbeat and happy about this new food. We will offer it as an option beside their old food. We tell them it's been carefully chosen. Look at this cat on the label. They're very happy about it. If our fussy cat is all about the dry food, we can get a grain-free kind as their upgrade. This is what I feed our cats, since many of them are older and will panic if that bowl is empty. But they are getting more nutrition from giving them a better choice. Keep offering small amounts as a treat, and at some point, the new food won't be new any longer. Try not to get upset when our cat acts like we are suddenly serving them dirt. Try adding some beef or chicken broth as a bribe. A few seconds warming in the microwave will help get those scent molecules moving, especially when the can has been in the refrigerator. Downgrade their present food by the visual trick of making that dish smaller. And when they ask for food, give them the new food first. Then spend some time pretending we are stupid and don't have any of the other food. Giving our cat the better food might give us thicker shock at the price. But cats eat less of the more nutritious food. We don't have to take them to the vet for illness brought on by poor nutrition. And the right food keeps our cat calmer, happier, and more affectionate. Plus, they won't keep bugging us to feed them when their food is actually satisfying their hunger. Over the past few years, I've been slowly experimenting and upgrading our cat's food as my research turns up more reasons to do so. And as the cat food companies have become cognizant of the best ways of handling a cat's nutrition needs and are offering far more choices. One of the things that really works for us is always offer a variety of foods, different brands, different types. This way, if a favorite goes off the market or seems to be giving the cat an upset tummy, we have another familiar food to offer the cat. While we're coming up with a substitute for that other niche, we have grain-free dry food that we offer as treats. We have a little bowl of a mix of different foods. That's so the cat is not eating any one particular kind. This covers us in two ways. One is, heaven forbid, the food is somehow contaminated with a toxin. We are giving our cat less of that toxin by not feeding any one food exclusively. The other problem that has come up in recent years is a cat food having a shortage of a particular vitamin. 
Once again, if a cat is getting a variety of foods, they're far more likely to be getting enough of that vitamin from some other food, and the deficiency will not cause a problem. One way I keep tabs on the condition of my cats is to check out the condition of their skin and coat. We might not realize how much of our cat's metabolism, almost a third, goes into the upkeep of their skin and fur. This is vital for them in so many ways that their body devotes a lot of resources to it. So if our cat has dry skin, seems to be getting naughty too much, or otherwise has issues in that particular area, the first thing we should think of is they need better nutrition. They need a lot of protein. They also need fat because a fat cat does not get that way when they are eating the protein and fat nature intended them to. It's grains that makes cats fat. We don't have to try to exercise them all day or restrict their food. This is a terrible way of handling this situation. Yet vets continue to push this idea because they haven't gotten hip to the fact that it's canned food that will keep our cats slim. I even advocate extra fat in the cat's diet. Butter, bacon fat, especially coconut oil, seems to be what the cat is craving that they can't get from most foods. So if we're concerned about the state of our cat's health, be it their skin and fur or the fact that they're putting it on a bit too much weight, the best thing we can do is upgrade their food. There's very few things that will make such a huge difference to their lives. And when it comes to the cat's exercise needs, yes, I'm a big advocate of playing with them. This is a bonding experience. This makes sure they get their energy discharged because cats are a big upcharging, downcharging storage battery. When they get exercise, it's very good for them. But they're not marathon runners. They're sprinters. I can wear out my cat RJ in five intense minutes. Tristan, on the other hand, needs to chase the wand toy for a good 10 or 20 minutes or maybe a session with a laser pointer running up the length of the cat tree. So he does too. It all depends on our cat's age and energy level and their cat type. See my podcast number three, Cat Types, for a discussion of the different energy needs. But the point is, if we play with our cat a couple of times a day, we are interacting, we are letting them get a good run in, and then they're fine. There's a reason why they lie there and nap for hours at a time. This is also their natural state. Don't go away. There's a few more needs to cover. We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned. I love cleaning the litter box, said no one ever. Luckily, there's World's Best Cat Litter, the litter that promises less mess with less litter. Only World's Best Cat Litter uses the concentrated power of corn to quickly trap odors in tight clumps. And quick clumping means you never have to chisel or scrape the box. Less cleanup with less wasted litter? That's a litter bit amazing. Save $2 on World's Best Cat Litter. Visit www.saveonworldsbest.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. We're back 
talking about what cats need from their litter and their scratching posts. If there's anything that terrifies us, it's litter box problems. But so much of these issues can be prevented with three key steps. That's setup, siting, and scheduling. Setup is all about the right box. Too many litter boxes are too shallow, or they're made of a soft plastic that's hard to clean or clings to odors, or they aren't large enough to accommodate a grown cat. So don't be afraid to think outside the box. Get something big and deep with a slick surface. I like one of those under-the-bed clothes storage boxes. A large dishpan can also work well. The bigger and deeper the box, the easier it is to clean. And the more clean areas it will offer our cat throughout their day. Putting the box in the right place is sighting. It's also an important consideration. It has to be handy. There's two reasons for that. The cat can get to it easily when they need to go, and we can get to it easily to clean it as often as we can. When we put it somewhere handy, we will be able to jump up and take care of business when they take care of their business. That's how you have an invisible litter box. Not from seeing it, but then you don't smell it. And that's always the most objectionable thing. Go ahead and enclose it in a big cabinet or get a beautiful screen to put in front of it. Cats also appreciate the right kind of privacy as long as we give them enough room. Because while we might not like looking at the box, both we and our cat object most to smelling the box. So it's not going to work for us to stick it somewhere where we don't want to see it or smell it. Because then the cat won't want to use it which ties in with our third important element, scheduling. We might not realize how much jumping in and cleaning the box a couple of times a day works such wonders for us. People have this tendency to put off cleaning it, and then they face a real mess, which makes them want to clean it less. Do ourselves a favor and get on a regular schedule where we maintain the box. Then we don't have to clean it so often. Not to mention that this offers our cat a mess. When the cat has trouble finding a clean place in their box, that is when they get tempted to look elsewhere. I also have to mention one very important reason a cat might be having litter box troubles. If they are sick, this is when a cat sends up a red flare of distress. If we have been taking care of the litter box and our cat is normally very good about it, the very first instance of an outside-the-box problem should mean an appointment is made at the vet because 90 times out of 100, it's a medical issue, usually a urinary tract infection, that we can give the cat antibiotics for and clear it right up. This way, the cat realizes we've taken care of their problem and they won't be afraid of their box. If we neglect this issue, the cat will associate the pain they have from going with their litter box, then we have to retrain. It's better not to mess up in the first place. I was once consulted on a case where this previously well-behaved cat was constantly going in the living room, sometimes right in front of this lady's mother. She was like, what's going on? Well, I talked about it with her up one side and down the other, but I never wavered from my original conclusion. The cat is sick. The lady said, but my mother has taken the cat to the vet. I said, it doesn't matter. Get a second opinion because from what you've told me, that's what I think. 
Well, I don't know if the lady was entirely happy because I didn't seem to have helped her. But two months later, I get a call that says, my gosh, the cat was sick. He had a kidney stone the size of his bladder. Once they x-rayed him, they found it. He got taken care of. Happy ending. So like I said, 90 times out of 100, it's a medical issue. The cat is asking for help. Answer the flare. When we clean our litter box often enough, we keep this safety signal with the cat operating properly. We don't muddy the waters with, well, maybe the cat doesn't like this or doesn't like that. If we keep our box clean and our cat on a happy schedule, they will reserve outside the box emergencies for emergencies. And then we have advanced knowledge of the cat's issues before they get really dangerous or expensive. If we create a situation where we don't mind cleaning the box, we will clean it more often. Like in our home, we have a storage unit right by the litter with everything we need so that we don't have to go hunt it down or make it a chore. Efficiency is our friend. Morning and evening, a few minutes at a time, and you're done. That way, the house always smells nice. You can come home with guests and not panic. We know our cat will be well-behaved and happy to see us. It just gives us so many pluses and make it far less likely that our cat will leave us an unwelcome surprise. In addition, with a clean box, we won't need those air fresheners that really don't clear up the scent problem and can actually drive our cat away from their box. The other major need is the cat's scratching posts. Cats ruining our furniture comes a close second in our fears parade. When it is so easy to train the cat to use their scratching post, when they like their scratching post, get something sturdy, tall, and with a deep surface the cat can really sink their claws into. This is not just a cat claw sharpening procedure. It's a total body cat exercise procedure. They mark their territory, release stress, and get a workout with their scratching. When we get a good scratching post and praise our cat every time they use it, our cat will leave our furniture alone. But don't skimp. If we spend a lot of time in a room, we need to make sure our cat has something to scratch in that room. This is part of the cat bonding ritual. When we get our cats excited, they will run over to their post and scratch it while we say nice things to them. Because this is how they say, Ooh, aren't we happy? Isn't it wonderful? Isn't this a great place? Our shared territory. This ritual of ownership is why the cat scratches things. Give them the right thing, and they will leave ours alone. Our Way of Cats herbal cat toys can help this process out. The different blends offer excitement when they are rubbed on the scratching post, whether it's old or new. Our herbal litter box deodorant, Litter Mint, will not only keep odors under control 24 hours a day, it will be a signal to our cat that this is a good place to go. Nature's signal. Instead of using harsh chemicals, use Litter Mint. We do ourselves and our cats a huge favor when we meet their needs in a way that matches their instinct then they will automatically give us less trouble. They will not bug us to eat all the time because they won't be hungry all the time. They will leave our water glasses alone. They will use their box faithfully, and they will let our furniture stay beautiful. My book, Cat 911, is all about our cat's needs. Look for it on Kindle or at my website, Way of Cats. 
That's how we and our cats will live happily ever after in a perfect world. See you next time. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.